Hebrews 11, verses 24 through 27. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He considered the reproach of Christ of greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Exodus 2, verses 11 through 15. One day, when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. When he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together. And he said to the man in the wrong, why do you strike your companion? He answered, who made you a prince and a judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely the thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of it, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right, so Man, a whole a whole lifetime has passed between verses ten and eleven. I know, I know. Like he's like a forty year old. Yeah, he's a man. He's a man. Like he's been living in the lap of luxury for a long time. We're talking about Moses, by the way. Um, Moses has been living. You know, we we leave when he's like six months old, basically, yeah. uh, and and then now he's a grown man. He's been living in Pharaoh's palace. But clearly there's been some tension. Mm-hmm. Clearly there's been like some reminding of who he is and where he's come from. And he's not really one of them. And he's also seen this really just situation uh, falling apart with his people more and more and more as his life of luxury has gone on. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think. It's easy to take that for granted, but really, you know, and this is what the author of Hebrews is getting at. It points to this, uh, you know, refusal from Moses to to kind of wholesale accept this identity as the, you know, grandson, basically, of, of Pharaoh. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, he, he would, he was raised as an Egyptian and educated and treated, you know, according to the Egyptian royalty. Mm-hmm. And yet he, he maintained his, his Hebrew identity as, you know, and clearly believing that he is part of the people of God and that faith is what leads to. Uh, you know, his own personal exodus from and, and exile from Egypt, which precedes, you know, his return and the exile of or the exodus of the people of God. So what yeah. what do you what are your thoughts? Well, it's so interesting when you look at verse 24 of Hebrews 11, by faith, Moses, when he when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. You know, I I don't have the greatest repertoire of leadership quotes Mm. Um, I think I, I read several leadership books, um, early on in my ministry and was like recommended a lot of those leadership books. And honestly, um, some of them were just like 
kind of corny. Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> we won't go into all that. Yeah. But you don't um, just like peruse LinkedIn in your free time and read all the I, inspiring I, articles. I don't actually, but I do understand a few things about about leadership. And um, you're either a leader or a follower, mm-hmm. and you can let people define you, or you can define yourself. Yeah. And Moses. I'm sure there was tension, but it says in verse 24 that Moses decided ahead of time who he was going to be. Mm-hmm. He didn't just get pushed out in Pharaoh's palace. Yeah. He decided, I know who I am. Mm. When he was grown up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. That means people were trying to call him the prince of Egypt, if you will. Mm-hmm. And he said, that's not me. Yeah. And I think there's there's like this to use a uh, a Yiddish term. There's this chutzpah about him that's like I know exactly what you mean when you say that. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> so helpful. <laughs> um, he's got this 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 grit, these guts about mm-hmm. him, where he's like, "Hey, I'm I'm gonna be. This is who I'm gonna be. I'm not gonna be one of those people. I know who my people are." Mm-hmm. And I think that we can take a real page from that we can be defined in the office by like i think they're a christian maybe they're a christian um or we can just like decide i am going to be a representative of christ Mm. obviously that's not say hey be the be the weird christian in the office but it's like or in the neighborhood or at the gym um Mm -hmm. when you're hanging out with your marginally christian friends or your Mm -hmm. culturally christian friends like we, we, we make one of two choices. We either are going to let them define us or we're going to say, no, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. And you, you hear Paul say that, I know who I've believed in uh, and I am not ashamed of the gospel. He is able. And so like, I, I think that there's something very important here. In, in doing that, we need to count the cost. And you're going through Luke right now. Jesus yep. talks about counting the cost. If you're going to build a tower, yep. count the cost. And he said, I mean, it says he counted the cost. He chose rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy, what do you think about this line? The fleeting pleasures of sin. Yeah. Man. That's beautiful. I mean, you really, you know, and this is kind of, if if you back up to Joseph, Joseph was another prince uh, of Egypt or ruler of Egypt. Yeah. And he actually, you know, got, the Israelites in a in a pretty good place. Like when he died, they were in a, a great standard. Like they were super prosperous. They were living in Egypt. Oh yeah. And how easy would it have been to say, like, you know, let's just like this isn't too bad. Like let's just like hang out here. Sure. And and yet he he held in faith to the promise that the Lord was going to bring the people out of there into their own land, which you know is a promise dating back to Abraham. And here in Moses, in Moses, we see a really similar thing. Obviously, the people of God are not in this prospering and flourishing place mm-hmm. anymore. They're oppressed. But he personally totally had an out. And yeah, he did. Yet, you know, as you're saying, his perspective remained steadfast. And I think Moses is just such a fascinating character. Because he, and, and I think this is what really makes, you know, a, a great hero tale. You you see a lot of admirable things about Moses, but he's also kind of a coward. And, and when God, you know, calls him, 
you know, a few years later, he's like, send someone else. Like, I'm not your guy for this. And, right. and yet, you know, the the seed of faith that was in him, that, that was enough to say, you know, even though he didn't view himself as the this great hero of Israel, he he knew that he was of Israel. He he did not, right. you know, he he yeah. counted yeah. that being in exile, like as a you know the people of God was greater than than the prosperity that was offered to him. Amen. And I I think we we really really like this this conclusion that verse 26 gives us it it goes right with where we think the scriptures are leading us this morning or or if you're not listening to this this morning um today but he considered the reproach of christ of greater wealth than the treasure of egypt yeah and that's such a beautiful reminder it's not by my strength that I define myself and I go in and I be like Christian with people, but it's my hope is in Christ. And if my hope really is in Christ, then I can't help but represent him. Mm-hmm. I can't help but be defined by him, make my choices by him. Um, let my words reflect him. And that's, that's the, I think the heart issue and the heart verse and all of this, do I consider the reproach of Christ not the glory of Christ, the reproach of Christ. Yeah. Do I consider that reproach of greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt or Atlanta? Totally. You know, another thing that Moses learns in this this passage in Exodus, he he kind of tries to bring justice and, and some mm-hmm. sense of salvation for the Israelites with his own hands. You know, he he strikes down he strikes down the egyptian he tries to you know delineate this this fight between israelites That's right. and it totally just crumbles around him and the israelites reject him and the you know pharaoh wants to kill him yeah and so he he just goes into exile and, and i think that is actually really foundational for what the lord has in store which is he, he's still going to use Moses and, and he's going to sanctify and use this, uh, you know, instinct of faith that Moses has. But he's also, you know, it's only salvation is only going to come through the mighty hand of God. And what does Moses testify to the Israelites in the wilderness after the Exodus is that it was God's right hand and outstretched arm that delivered Egypt or that delivered them from Egypt. You know, the scriptures talk about zeal without knowledge, and he definitely had that zeal. Yeah. But he had to get his knowledge through the school of hard knocks, and he had to get his knowledge from God visiting him in the desert. Yeah. And so have the zeal, <coughs> but excuse me, I've got, Bless a, you. I've got a tickle. Hey, um, there's a lot of dust in this building. <laughs> there is a lot of dust. Have, have the zeal today, that fervor for the Lord, but also seek the knowledge of him that we might claim his reproach as greater than the treasures of this world. Yep. Amen. Amen. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Thomas Nelson. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. 
I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.